Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now, it's The Rundown, presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. All right, so the Tennessee Titans uh, went up to Buffalo. Second game of the campaign. Uh, What I think many people believe would be a legendary campaign. And uh, they lost 41-7 to to the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, 26 of 38, 317 yards, four touchdowns. In other words, he almost tripled the production of every Titans quarterback that appeared in the game. Ryan Tannehill, 11 of 20 for 117 yards, two interceptions. They did throw Malik Willis out there. Uh, for no good reason, one of four, six yards for Malik Willis. Um, Hassan Haskins outpaced Derrick Henry on the ground, which is something weird. I think that's very weird. Um, and among those four touchdowns, uh, three of them went to Stephon Diggs, who finished with uh, 12 catches, 148 yards. So I thought today would be a good day to commemorate uh, the effort right, by the Tennessee Titans. They played hard, gave it everything they had. Um, I said earlier that the call was Troy Aikman and, and Joe Buck. Well, even ESPN knew we're not putting our A team on this game. You know what I'm saying? This, is, this, this game does not demand those guys. It was Steve Levy and, and whoever he's with, all right? <laughs> Lewis Riddick and Dan Orlovsky. Okay, yeah, the, the B team, right? So uh, we, we, we did go in and we pulled, uh, we pulled the call of uh, each of the four Josh Allen touchdowns. Have a listen. What a call. That was the best call of the season for Steve Levy. Uh, there is no doubt about it. But it, look, if you're at home and you're watching that one, tell me you didn't have a different thought. You're no, that's definitely what Titans fans like, were saying damn. all night long. Damn. So it's appropriate. Damn. Oh, man. That should be their, their song for the, the season rather than who run it from 3-6. See, that's what happened. Bad energy. They tried to They tried to bite off Memphis. Right? And look what look at you. Karma. We don't want nothing to do with y'all, man. Leave our music alone. Leave our city alone. That's what y'all get, man. That's what it that that is what you deserve. Um I I mean I look, I, I don't know how much else I can add on the Titans here. Well, you've literally said it all. I've buried them. They're underneath the ground. Uh I I, I don't see a way out of this for them. You know, if if Derrick Henry can all of a sudden turn back the clock to 2020, you know, and become that Derrick Henry again, maybe. But I don't think he's got the offensive line to do it. And it's just like the, the, what you're seeing play out in real time is the defenses have less than zero respect for not just the receivers, but also Ryan Tannehill. They just have no respect for him. They don't believe he's going to make the play. Uh, they certainly are not worried about getting beat by Robert Woods or Traylon Burks. Uh, it's just like a, it's a very, you know, whatever the opposite of dynamic is, is what the Titans are. They're three yards in a cloud of dust. That's what they play. Um, and and their mistake, they mistakenly believed that, and I have no doubt about this, right? I, I mean, this is how front offices work. They look at last season. We were the one seed. We didn't have Derrick Henry for the majority of the year, you know? They said, we're not going to pay A.J. Brown because we believe that we're greater than the sum of our parts. 
we've we got a culture here, mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to put that money in our defense, and we're going to, you know, they paid Bud Dupree a hundred million dollars, who's given them absolutely nothing. Harold Landry's not on the field right now. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a, it's a compounding of 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 all the major issues that we identified coming into the season. What would hold the Titans back? We're seeing it play out, um, and it's exactly what we thought it would be. Maybe a little worse. Than it, than it, you know, than we thought, right? I think we probably believe they'd at least beat the Giants at home in Week One. Um, should have beat the Giants, but there's not much about last night that should come as a surprise. Um, the only thing that you know, I think you can you could safely say now is that the Tennessee, whereas the Titans used to have this, in all respect to them, they used to have this magical ability to conjure up these unlikely wins when they when you least expect it, right? They did it time and time again last season, but you know, I look across the way, same time. A.J. Brown's moving the chains every time he touches the ball. You know, Jalen Hurts looks like a different quarterback. Dude, I had Jalen Hurts in fantasy last year. I watched every game of his. He was not this. He was, he was you know, a good rusher, you know, could get could, could pick up first downs and stuff like that. Well, I'm glad you're here because this seems like a good place to transition. You've, you've, you've given, and I think most of them all right, uh, the takes on You don't Bill's want to play Titans. Steve Levy's call again? No, no. I, I am interested, though, in your biggest takeaway from – that Minnesota Philly game. Well, we, we've been. There's not much more to pick through with Bills Titans. Well, we get that. Yeah. So last year, what the what the Eagles did at the beginning of the season was they sort of let Jalen Hurts throw the ball over the field. Right. It wasn't resulting in wins. So what they did was they just sort of changed their offense mid season. They really started relying on the ground. Mm-hmm. He wasn't throwing the ball nearly as much. It yeah, was number him. one rushing offense. It was in the league. Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, etc. Well, and they got to the playoffs, right? But then you look think about that Buccaneers game. Jalen Hurts was terrible, mm-hmm. right? They got down. He was throwing picks. Just not a good formula, right? Not good ingredients. Um, so in the offseason, they said, you know what? We're going to have some better ingredients, better pizza. I got more money, better, you know, whatever. You know, they go out and they get A.J. Brown. And just like in Miami, who went out and got Tyreek Hill, the same is playing out in Philly. When you give your quarterback a chance, which is the opposite of what the Titans did, Right, they made his job much harder. You get the results. Yeah, I'm gonna throw you another example in there. A couple of years ago, when you went and get Stephon Diggs and put him with Josh 100%. Allen, 100, and what it did for Josh Allen. What the Raiders hope they're doing with Steph, uh, uh, with Devontae Adams, right mm-hmm. in Green Bay, uh, in in Vegas. Um, you know, you 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 do these because you know you have to be able to you know score points to win in the NFL. You just do, and you got to give your quarterback a chance to develop, especially these young well, guys. Also, you're trying to find out about your guy. Like the that situation too. is in the yes. Dolphins, where it's not a deal where he doesn't have right. the weapons. Yeah. When you've got the weapons and the job is not getting done, then you know you don't have the right quarterback. So that's the other part about it. The, the, the only thing I'd pick at there with your, your the, the car comparison a little bit different because all these, most of these were young guys who you're trying to find out about, right? You, you, we we kind of already have an idea it on is, Derek Carr. It, it, you it had Devontae to it. It's supposed to blow up. This is more for, for the Joshes, for the the Tua's and for Jalen Hurts, it's more okay. Here's your weapons now. Go out and prove it. And these guys, for the most part, especially Hurts and, and Tua this year, Josh obviously having already done it um, at least through two weeks, look awfully good with these new weapons. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it paid off. It's Those, how you help them develop too. Yeah. yeah he, Get them some I mean, weapons. And you could just see like he is so confident, right? Jalen Hurts is so confident. Oh my God, he was 26 of 32 last night. Yeah, passing he, the ball. He was 26 incredible. of 32. He was incredible. Just wasn't missing, right? And it helps Devonte Smith. You know, it's a trickle down effect, right? It helps. You know, you get you 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 can't just uh, focus on Devon because that was a problem that he had last year. Devonte Smith, he was the only guy on the roster that people had to worry about. Well, now you got him. You got AJ Brown. You got Dallas Goddard. You got Jalen Hurts on the ground. You know, the defense is really solid. Like Darius Slay and Bradbury, like they are awesome. They are a, a contender for sure. And so Did you see the pass to, to Quez Watkins. Yes, like it was supposed to be. Hurts can't throw the deep ball. Man. Yep. he's not. He doesn't have any touch on. It. He's just gonna. He he hit Quez Watkins perfectly. Yes, and that's the thing. Now they talked about the work he did in the offs because everybody, nobody felt more pressure to, okay, go out and be than Jalen Hurts did this offseason. And apparently, like he's done his entire career when he's been doubted, he went and put the work in this offseason in terms of trying to improve himself as a thrower of the ball, as a passer of the ball, and you're getting the results. You see 26 of 32, and you see him dropping uh, dropping deep balls right into Quez Watkins, and you're like, well, how high can he go? It was one point where it's an athlete playing quarterback. That's what we said. This guy's throwing the ball down like an elite quarterback, and you just you wonder how high it could go, John, because yep. we're seeing literally improvement game to game, it feels 
feels like for me. Any you tell Jalen Hurts he can't do something, yep. and all he's done typically is kicked in the door and gone and done it at a, at a high level. If he keeps this up, dude, there's nothing that can you know you, you could maybe boost yourself up into being a top five, top ten quarterback. Because again, when you add the combination of legs and now the accuracy, it looks like that's coming. Dude, you could put him up there with some of the best if this continues. Yes, and it's—I uh, mean—it's looking more consistent each week. Yeah, so I think that's the—you know—the—the the, the big takeaways from last night were very, very simple. Titans are, I think, very much on the decline. Um, you remember that dinosaur show? You remember that one? There's been a lot of dinosaurs. No, like the—it was called Dinosaurs. No. It was like they were like the animatronics in like the mid, the early '90s. You don't remember that show? Mm-mm. Well, at the at the end of the show, right? At the end of the at the end of the series, yeah. It's very clear to the dinosaurs that they have made some irreversible climate changes, right? And the and and the and it's become a very cold climate. The ice age has begun. And the dinosaurs are aware of what they've contributed to it. Yeah. In terms of the The dinosaurs did. Yeah, in this in the, the in emissions this, and stuff. Yeah, it's actually a very sad series finale. When they realize that. Yeah, cuz the, there's a baby in the and, and and that baby is in this case Traylon Burks and he's looking up at <laughs> at, at Ryan Tannehill and he's saying are we going to be okay and, and and dad's like bro are you deep today on this I don't Titans? know the baby is Traylon Burks I don't know I, I I think I think but but dinosaurs have been I, here for 150 million years we're not just going to go away are we right Titans have been doing this for five six years they're not just going to go away are they and guess what happens uh, you guys know how the story ends with the dinosaurs right they go extinct. That's the way it happens. So, and it's actually, you, I recommend the, it's actually a very moving series finale. Unlike last night. Is Malika baby dinosaur too? Oh yeah, he's in there for sure. Oh yeah, he's in there for sure. The future. And, and what they, and when you know what they say? You know what the message is in the dinosaur series finale? That greed, greed cost them. And that's exactly what happened with the Tennessee Titans. Greed cost them. They said, we're not going to pay A.J. Brown all this money. We're going to hold on to that money. We're going to keep it for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this isn't the dinosaurs thing. This is Jurassic Park, but we'll go with it, right? Um, but, yeah, so that, I think that's kind of the same thing that's happening here. Greed caused the Titans. Greed caused the dinosaurs. Now they're both right. entering their ice age. You were going through your takes from last night to sort of put a bow on it. You got stuck a little bit in Titans again. Yeah. And the, the rest of it is... That was pretty much it. Titans yeah. is the take. And, and so, and so, you know, it, it, but it wasn't an ice age that obviously ended the, you know, dinosaurs. It was, it was the asteroid, right? Yes, that's the theory. Yeah. Well, I mean, is that not? I mean, is it accepted? It blew us. It blew up. It blew it up. Changed everything. Yeah. They could not survive. Right. So. And that's the Titans you're saying. Well, the asteroid was Josh Allen. And that, that thing hit the earth. And it Poof. hit little baby Burks and blew up everybody. Malik Willis made a quick appearance. Fumbled. Fumbled. Grand opening, grand closing for him. Traylon Burks did have four catches, 47 yards. But, yes, it was it was the big bang for the uh, – what do they call it? What's that extinction? Did you know dinosaurs had feathers, by the way? That's neither here nor there. But that was the event last night for the Tennessee Titans. Well, I don't extinction. Pterodactyl had feathers? Well, all the T Rex T Rex had feathers. What? Yeah. Google it. Birds are dinosaurs. Birds are dinosaurs. Yeah. Not turtles or alligators, but birds. Well, I don't know. I don't know that they're not. I don't know that they're not. But I'm telling you that when you think about a bird, right? It is a descendant directly from dinosaurs. All dinosaurs had feathers. Is what you're telling us today in 2022? I think the majority of dinosaurs had feathers. Like, people think of dinosaurs. They were scaly, but they had feathers as well. You know what I'm saying? This is a revelation. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, you know, I bring you the important news, right? The main the, the main bit is that we witnessed an extinction event last night, live on television. Can you believe it? It was Derrick Henry. Goodbye, brother. It was a good run. But 13 carries for 25 yards. They bring in Hassan Haskins. He's outgaining you. The kid from where he's from. The rookie? It's over, man. It's over. So that's what Next we saw. Story. Well matched up with the music there. Yeah, thank you. Did a good job. Memphis Sports Hall of Fame has announced its 27 inductees. I believe this is the second class, uh, COVID, 
uh, put a little pause on things. It's the 2022 class. As we said, 27 inductees. I believe our man Jeff Calkins, who you should be listening to every morning from 9 to 11 here on 92.9 FM ESPN, is a part of the actual selection panel. And, yes, we have 27 uh, great Memphians, uh, sports uh, figures who passed through Memphis, did great things here, obviously. I, I'm not going to mention them all. It's, it's a long list, yep. but I will go through some of, the, uh, some of the bigger ones. Gene Bartow obviously led the Tigers to the 73 title game. Michael Heisley, uh, obviously former owner of the Grizzlies, brought them here from Vancouver in 2001. Uh, Lionel Hollins made the list. Uh, Fred Jones Jr., the founder of the Southern Heritage Classic. Don't about, say another word. Okay. Stay left. There it is. <laughs> Hall of Famer now. And that's what's it. When a, when a Hall of Famer tells you, don't say another word, you say okay. I think that should just be his induction speech right there. Just let that Sorry, speak. Lionel interrupted you there. Uh, continue with your list. You know, I do wonder if, if Lionel would, if you invite him to this thing and he does an acceptance speech, if it would be shortened. Don't say another word. Okay. Stay left. That would be it. The, the best part is you saying okay. That is- don't say another word. Okay. Stay left. I thought he was going somewhere. <laughs> It is the, 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 yeah, the best part is you agreeing. You're like, I will not say another word. I don't know if it's the best part. Don't say another word. Okay. Stay left. See, I, no, I think He's what I was doing is in. you can hear me playing along yeah. as if there's right. about to yeah. be a point to be made, yeah. but it was literally just shut up. I was telling my barber this the other day. Why do you agree you to still, come on then? Because I'm still stuck on it because I hear it all. Brad drops it all the time. Well, so it's, I'm, it's I'm a good one. It's, it's good. good. It's and, right and, up there. And, and I'm reminded of the question. Why did you agree to come on and answer questions? Why agree to be part of a segment that's going to ask you questions because inevitably that is the way that it that is the way the format works right like you come on and, and you agreed yeah. to that yeah and you're, gonna be, you're gonna be asked questions um, and you're gonna be expected yeah. to answer those mm, questions but lionel got me he knows okay lionel knows how to get how to get me to shut up uh, he clearly does and that may that's part of the reason why he's going into the hall of fame uh jerry the king lawler probably should have been mentioned maybe even a little bit higher higher he's in there as well ep elliot perry uh known as socks played for the tigers from 87 to 91 Probably should have been first battle on this one. D'Angelo Williams as well, 11-year career in the NFL. Tiger, great All-American as well. Then you got a uh, – I love this, uh, John, and you know I would love this as a former preps writer here in Memphis. They've got a uh, preps coach sort of wing to things. they got Derek Hunter from a uh, former BTW coach. Uh, uh, in terms of girls, winning girls coaches in Memphis, I think he's Shelby County's winningest ever. Buster Kelso won the most uh, high school baseball games in Tennessee history, former Christian Brothers high school baseball coach. You got Ken Netherland, Tom Nix, Jerry Peters. All these are legends, by the way, who who had a hand not just in, in championships for their schools, but obviously in the development of we're talking about countless young men and women. Uh, Jake Rudolph, uh, Terry Tippett as well. We know him very well. Uh, former White Station, ECS, and Tresvent state title-winning basketball coach. Barbara Whitaker, Germantown uh, volleyball coach who I covered during my prep days. And then Lloyd Williams, the uh, basketball coach at Hamilton. And then at Catholic from the mid-60s to the early 1980s. So a very uh, comprehensive list of folks going in, 27 and all. Didn't mean to leave out anybody, but I thought those were some of the uh, some of the bigger names, some of the names that jumped out. Yeah, I mean, me. it feels like a pretty uh... – it feels like every box was checked there. I don't really know of anybody that should have gotten in that didn't off the top of my head. Well, I just feel like this task is hard, especially at, right. the, at the beginning, like they are with just two classes now. And I heard Jeff talk about this. Like their first class, Jeff was worried about it being a little bit too big because, again, you you start to have in, okay, well, what, what happens in future years right. when you've got fewer to choose from because you've got so many in? So do you let them all in early? Because you got to have a you got to have a Hall of Fame, so you need some names. And that's why you understand why you've got more here at the beginning. Um, I think they're doing a hell of a job, to be honest with you, that panel. This is not an easy one. You've got a ton of people through the years going all the way back to the 60s and 70s like like we are in some of these cases. Uh, you've got a ton of people who probably uh, deserve to be in this Memphis Sports Hall of Fame. But this this panel that's done, it, including Jeff, I believe Jarvis Greer, also a part of that panel, they're doing a phenomenal job so far, as far as I can tell. And, uh, yes, October 20th will be induction day. That's a day – Remember that that's a day after my birthday, by the way. Uh, the induction day for these 27 inductees, uh, all of them, congratulations to on being members of the uh, the Memphis Sports Hall of Fame. Next story. Uh, Draymond Green has come out uh, and said on his podcast that's posted today that the NBA should hold a vote amongst its owners uh, to terminate Robert Sarver's position as owner. He said, it's a little baffling to me that we'll walk into the arena next year. The Phoenix Suns will walk into the arena next year. He'll sit on the sideline, and we'll just continue on playing. 
So the one thing that I'm going to need is somebody to explain to me why it is that it was okay to get rid of Donald Sterling, but it's not possible to force Robert Sarver to sell after what we read. I'm asking that there be a vote. If that's the only way, then let's see what those numbers are. Let's see what they are. Now, we talked about this a little bit, and the, and the difference was that I, I think pull back the curtain, you're you know just blatantly honest, would be the, the state of each franchise, right? The uh, success of each franchise relative to who's running it. Well, so, not that and you had audio on Sterling. Right, that too. So you had the audio and the, and the franchise was not in good shape, right? Um, I will say, though, I mean, the more and more players that come out against it, you know, this is a league that really listens and has done a good job of listening to its players. Well, and the, that and the more sponsors that pull out, if, if that continues to happen. I mean, I, PayPal do it earlier. I, I just don't see the NBA, you know, I don't see the NBA defying its own player base here. If it becomes that big of a, of a sort of mission for them and they are all sort of in unison on it, I have a hard time seeing the NBA not eventually catering to that. And and asking him to sell. I don't know if there were, I don't know if there's like a lawsuit or anything that would have to happen for that. But I feel like you know if you have enough of a movement, especially and again the NBA that listens to its players pretty much all the time. Um, how how can you ask your players to go to the Phoenix Suns arena knowing what they know? I mean I know there's money involved, right? But I mean it's not like they won't be able to make money with the next owner. I'm all for putting it to an owner's vote, which is what it requires. I believe it's 23 yeah. of the 30 owners you have to have right. for the push-out. I'm all for putting the pressure on them mm-hmm. rather than the sitting at the feet of Silver, who right. works for them. Right. Go ahead and put it out on the record. And But but I'm telling you what's going to come back is you're not going to get 23 of them because some of it's that, yes, the Suns are a success in terms of er- everything else. The, the Suns make the NBA money right now the way they are. The Clippers were not doing that, and those owners were more than willing to push out a guy to get in somebody. Look who look who bought the Clippers. Was it Balmer, right? I mean, one of the richest guys in the world, one of the richest owners in the NBA, and look at the situation now. So th- that's the difference here. Uh, those owners on the record voting on whether or not to keep Sarver, I highly doubt you'd get 23. But I'm all for the idea of putting it, putting the ball in their court directly and saying, are you guys going to stand for this? We keep putting the mics in front of the players. We keep saying, what do you think, LeBron? What do you think, Chris Paul? You know, what, what, what are we supposed to do here? When, frankly, it's the owners here who can make the action, the owners who can do something about it. Yeah, put them up to a vote. See what happens. My guess is you're not going to get 23 of them, but that is where, the, that, frankly, that's where the power lies, and that's who it should be on. And, and they should be... They should have to answer directly. Well, whether I, that's yes or no, they should. Well, I, I agree, and I hope that they will. I hope that they do because again, I think, I think what Draymond's saying, I'm all for. Put yes, it, I mean, put it in their court. You're not going to get the vote you want. That's my guess. You don't think so? Nah. You really because don't? not 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 enough sponsors pulling out. You know, if you've got more PayPal, whatever else, if more of them going to do that, and those owners, it starts hitting them in the pocket in terms of what in terms of the entire NBA and what it's making. Then yeah, I think you might be moved to it. Um, again, it's. John, the only way you affect those those high money owners is the pockets. Mm-hmm. When they start feeling that, they'll be moved to uh, potentially moved to action. And right now, I don't know that their pockets would have been potentially affected enough here. Well, that's true. To push Sarver out. I mean, I, you know, it it might take something I don't know drastic, right? Like you might have to see like the NBA player say, "I will not play in the Phoenix Suns arena," right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that power that they've got that power, I suppose. That's what they did in the bubble. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if you, they. It was the Bucks, right? That didn't come out first. Yeah, but then nobody didn't. Nobody did, right? Well, yeah, they followed the Bucks. Yeah, team. yeah. So but I, like, if uh, if if Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors, like, let's take them for example, right? Because I think they would. They say we will not be, we will not play in that arena until he is removed. Well, guess what? No other team's going to do that either. No other team is going to say, you know, I can see Ja. I can see Ja. You know, if 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 the Warriors are doing it, you don't think Ja will join in? You know, I could see that 100. percent Say, well, I'm not playing in Phoenix. Well, then that, that now you're getting hit. Now you're you're talking about something catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's league. how you hit their pockets. And so I think that if if it has to get there, I think it will. I think it does get there because because Draymond and the Warriors are that type of team, bro. They are. They're the team that's willing to do that because they don't care. They got championships. They got stars. They got the leverage. I can see LeBron doing it. You know, the same way. LeBron says, "I am too old for this. I am not doing that." You, I, I get that, but you better have those. You better have those Phoenix players on board first and foremost. Oh, I assume they will. 
Like I, you've got you got to have yeah. that team. If you're going to do that, you you got to have that team. I I don't think anybody and, and, in that. And, and you would obviously go to Chris uh, Paul yes, first. Exactly. And he's already made some statements, yes. but you you got to have them at the front of that meeting. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? That can't just be a a decision by the other players in the league. The Phoenix Suns players need to be at the front of that of that meeting. I, I t- totally agree, but I I don't. I mean, you don't, you really don't think Chris Paul would be about it? It'd be a way for him to. Oh sort no, of, no! I'm all for. Yeah. I'm all for you're playing everything. Players uh, sticking it to uh, the pockets of the owners by not get all that. Mm-hmm. But in the end, John, it will again come down to: Are those owners going to give you the vote or not? Need twenty three or thirty? Mm-hmm. Like that's in the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, anyway, uh, we'll see if it does indeed go to a vote. But that's what Draymond Green is hoping for. Next story: BetArizona.com has put together a list of the most likely candidates to replace Herm Edwards. Love Herm, um, but he was not good enough at Arizona State. He was 26-20 and 20 over five seasons and was fired on Sunday after a home loss to Eastern Michigan, by the way. Uh, Eastern Michigan and Monty Bates' school. That's right. Dropped the uh, Sun Devils to one and two, it did, and they had to get rid of Herm. Now, this is going to allow Herm, I did, this is the other part of this, allow Herm to go back to ESPN, where I've always enjoyed him. Yeah, his energy level and as an NFL analyst, I hope so. I hope that happens. Yeah, that's a side note. Back to the list of candidates, I think it's very uh, uh, pertinent around here because at the top of the list, at least according to BarrettArizona.com, I'm I'm curious as to your opinion on this, John. They've listed as the plus two fifty favorite, Mike Norvell, the head coach at Florida State, formerly offensive coordinator, associate head coach at Arizona State before he took the job. At Memphis in 2016, mm-hmm. um, you think Mike Norvell at Arizona State makes sense? Uh, for Arizona State, yes. For Mike Norvell, no. Um, and the reason why I say that is, look at Florida State, three and they're undefeated. They got it. They got something maybe going. And you look around, like what's Clemson about? Like, what are they about these days? I mean, they have they have no stability at quarterback, and you just are you know if you're a competitor, you're talking yourself into hey, I'm three and zero, very impressive wins along the way. You beat LSU. They got a big win this past weekend. Who was it against this weekend? I want to beat this weekend. I want to say it was a pretty decent win. Like it was at least dramatic. Oh, 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 oh uh, Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. yeah, yeah Louisville. It's a good win. Yeah, nice win for them. I believe it was there in Louisville. Um, so they got that win. Sitting here undefeated. Um, you know, and and I mean, Wake Forest almost lost to Liberty last weekend, so you feel like you can beat them in a couple weeks. They're ranked right now. You feel like you got a ch- good chance against them at home. So I would say, you know, it would make sense if his conditions were a little worse at Florida State, but it seems like to me he's maybe found a, a, a little bit of a recipe here. Now, I, maybe he hasn't. Maybe this is fool's gold. He Only he knows that. If, if he believes that what he's doing is real and sustainable – he would 100% not leave for Arizona State. Though, if he doesn't, and it feels like he got fortunate against a bad LSU team um, and you know won a close one against a mediocre Louisville team, then he definitely should go because you're only a year away right, at Florida State. And the expectations are much lower. He can probably kill it in the Pac-12 um, with USC and UCLA going. So... It's something to think about. Only he knows that, though. Only he knows whether or not what he's doing in Florida State is real or not. Um, they're they're second in their division right now. I mean, they're they're right there. Uh, I just don't I don't know how sustainable he believes it is. If he doesn't think it is, and he think he's you know he's not going to be able to get the players he needs to make people happy in Florida State, hundred percent he should go. The 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 word on the street is that that Arizona State is looking at Kenny Dillingham, Dillingham who's not yeah. Oregon, right? Yeah. So fast rise for him. Very. What's he's what is he twenty seven twenty eight or something? He's it's in, not. It's not. It's he's still a young man, mid twenties. He might I be say, thirty rather than closer to thirty. Is he's he thirty two. My bad. I was yeah. way off on him. Yeah, he's younger than that. Yeah, but he's young. You know, he's he's just a little older than me. So, yeah, I mean, that's. Can you imagine me being the head coach of Arizona State, bro? I mean, that's what that's basically what we're talking about. Uh, I, if I was arguing it the other way, I would say this: Mike's going to always be in a pressure cooker down there. Yeah, uh, Florida State's going to always believe it can get back to the national power that it used to be. And so no matter what you do, it's always going to be 
a lot of those boosters are going to have that expectation that it's not good enough if you're not competing for national championships. That's a lot of pressure. Yep. Okay, and, and here's the other thing. You mentioned Clemson, and they have come down a pig. But they ain't going anywhere as long as they got Dabo. Well, that's true. Like, with those resources that they've got. And, hell, you put the right QB under center, and that thing might be a, you know right back to where it was in terms of I mean, you know, being be, a counterpart of Alabama and Georgia that's on that true. point. I don't think Clemson's going anywhere. They run the ACC right now. So I'm, I'm using that that pressure cooker atmosphere that he's got down there, then you got the specter of Dion, bro. Yep. You've always got that looking over your shoulder right now. Dion's doing a great job at Jackson State, and you got to figure some of those boosters, you know, if Mike ever slips here, eager to give Dion a shot now based on what he's proven at the college level. So I just wonder, John, to this point, if I'm arguing against it in terms of arguing your point here, is it ever going to be enough for Mike Norvell at Florida State? Or are people always going to say, no, 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 that's not, we should be a national title contender. Dion could do better. That way you're getting out before it gets to that, and you've gotten to a place where there's a lot less pressure at Arizona State in terms of to win. And what I like about what you said, you could possibly run the conference out there. We'll see. I mean, USC's looks like they're on the way up. But in terms of the pressure on you, yep. I, I think it'd be easier for them out there. And again, that, that's an argument for them to go. I'm with you. I'm sure Mike feels like he's got it pointed in the right direction right now. What are you going to mm-hmm. walk away from the thing when you've got it pointed the way you've been working to get it to? But I could make a – I mean, I think I just did a pretty sound argument that you might be better getting out of there no, it's because true. you're never going to be what they want. That That is also a fair. I mean, that's – and, you know, again, he has a better – he has he a knows, better – He knows what it, he's got and how right. much he's got to go before right. he's a power in the ACC. Yeah. I what mean, he needs. You know, you could say, you know, Clemson – you know, if Nick Saban retires, Dabo goes to Alabama, right? I mean, that's another path because the next coach probably won't have it set up like Dabo has it set up. So that's another way well, of Saban thinking. Saban keep not winning national championships. He's going to be staying. Yeah. That dude's driven. I mean, but to your point, that ends at some point. But you can't, if you're Mike Norvell, you can't base it. Well, base your I mean, future on what Saban's going to do and whether Dabo gets that job. Well, what's Clemson Mike, right now is a power. What's not, what's Mike making at Florida State? That's another consideration. He's making uh, three point. Uh, Seven eight five million dollars um, is what he. It, it, sorry, three million dollars this year, and then uh, he took a he took a pay cut in the uh, two thousand twenty three, going to two point seven. I guess that's part of his like, you know, part of him staying there, right? So yeah, you probably go based on that because you're gonna get a raise. You know, I don't know what Arizona State was paying Herm Edwards, but. You you got to think they could pay you three and a half, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's the going rate these days. So, yeah, I mean I think based on that, if you're if you're taking pay cuts, right, it's going a certain way. I think they already feel a certain kind of way about him down there, barring just some crazy season this year. And you're right, he's off to a good start. But Herm Edwards was making four million dollars. Right? They can pay all day. Four million dollars. Man, I'd jump on that four if I was Mike Norville. Not even a doubt. Because cause y'all want Dion. I'd say y'all want him. Right. Now have him. I'm taking this for him out of here. Get out while you, get get out while it's good. No, that's fair, man. That's I mean, you can't really argue with that. It's a it's a you're almost doubling your salary, you know. I mean and you're getting a fresh start at a place that, you know, is probably a little easier to succeed. No? Yes. Yeah. I would roll. I don't know if he will, but I would certainly do it. See, I brought you over. Yeah. Um. Anyway, good stuff there. I, I I know it's a little early for coaching carousel, but it's one of the. I, no, I, no, you've had firings, so we can we yeah. can spin the carousel a little bit now. I was at. I, let the record show that there have been two firings in college football this year. Correct. Nebraska in this one. I was on the other side of both coaches' last games. How about that? Oh, that's a little betting trivia. You know, I was on Eastern. I got on Eastern Michigan at the half. Um. Late and I was up. I was like, let me get some action in. Okay. I thought, you know, like Eastern Michigan, I watched a little bit of them against Louisiana Lafayette. Like they got they got some talent. And then I was on Georgia Southern plus twenty one. Oh Clay. Um Isn't that Clay? Is it? Clay Hill? Is he the Eastern Michigan coach? No. I thought he was at Georgia Southern. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, oh. he's the coach at Georgia okay, yeah. Southern, bro. Who's the coach at Eastern Michigan? I have no idea. That doesn't matter. Okay. Clay Helton, though. Memphis ties. I was telling you about the other one. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's kind of interesting that I was just on I was on opposite sides. Chris Creighton is his name at Eastern Michigan. It might as well be Amani Bates. Stan Heath was at the game. Was he? I doubt it. It was in Arizona. It was right. in it was in, uh, it was in Tempe. Stan got got he's got things on his plate right now. Yes, he does. But uh who, who is any other any other coaches out there that might be getting fired on the hot seat off the top of your head? I'll just bet against them next game. My, the, 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 oh, uh, I'll be the Grim Reaper. 
I'll just put, you know. Finish them off. That's what I'm going to be for the Titans on Sunday. I don't know about any more in-season like this. Yeah. Those were some desperate situations, though. Yeah. Um, anyway, there you have it. Uh, good stuff there. We'll come back. Uh, Ron Slate's going to join us at 125. We'll talk to him about Tennessee and Florida this weekend. It's a hell of a tilt there. Epic matchup in the SEC. Game day is going to be in Knoxville, so we'll talk about that and more. Stick around. Jason John, how do you turn to film? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. ESPN. Root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. So if you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. From a punter running out of the end zone to the plain old quarterback sack worth two points, root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. Download the Superbook Tennessee app right now. Start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms, conditions, gambling problem call 1-800-889-9789. So, uh, Jason, you were talking about uh, this much-anticipated top 100 list from ESPN. It's out, or at least some of it? Yes, on uh, top 100 through 26. We will get 25 and on uh, tomorrow. But several Grizzlies, we talked about this with Jessica Benson first hour, several Grizzlies on the list, including the aforementioned Brandon Clark, who breaks in at number 94 on ESPN's list. You can see it over at ESPN.com. Uh, here's what they write about Brandon Clark. Clark, who's got a 40-and-a-half-inch vertical in good hands, has emerged as one of the league's most efficient and explosive pick-and-roll finishers. He averaged 1.41 points per possession as a roll man last season, ranking third out of 45 players with at least 100 opportunities. So congrats to Brandon Clark, uh, second-team extraordinaire, uh, coming off uh, making the top 100 here. Listen, you wonder, you, you could almost make a, an argument for Tyus Jones. Yeah. You know, who yeah, you, you, you would say best backup point guard in the league. And if you're going to have bench guys in there, especially with the way he played last year with John Morant out, that you could have Tyus Jones in here. He is not. Uh, Dylan Brooks is the next Grizzly uh, on the list at number 77. Uh, he moved up one spot from the 2021 list when he was 78. Here's what uh, Tim McMahon writes. Christmas Day at Golden State is one game to watch on Dylan. His teammates referred to Brooks as Dylan the Villain. Who came up with that initially? Dylan the Villain? I don't remember. Like, is there somebody on the team? No, somebody here locally in the media didn't come up with that? Maybe it was somebody on the team. I, I thought know. Okay. And that nickname applies as well in the Bay Area as anywhere. So circle this holiday road game against the Warriors. Brooks is determined to get what he considers long overdue all defensive recognition. Yeah, this hopefully will be the year. And making Steph Curry's life difficult in a marquee matchup would certainly boost that pursuit. Uh, Dylan Brooks comes in again at number 77. Here's Brad's man, Desmond Bain, breaks into the list. First time debuts at number 68, the shooting guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. Here's what I think McMahon handled all the Grizzlies entries, it looks like. Here's what he said. A strong argument can be made that Bain, the second-best player on a 56-win team last season, has already outplayed this ranking. Drew Holiday was the only other guard in 21-22 to average more than 18 points per game with a true shooting percentage higher than 56. Bain is a solid defender and elite three-point shooter who's blossomed into a well-rounded scorer next to superstar Ja Morant. Um, much, much deserved praise there for Desmond Bain. I think probably appropriately ranked at number 68. He's going to go higher. And then you've got Ja Morant. Now remember, this is just up to number 25 
Uh, 25 through 11 comes out Wednesday, 10 through 6 Thursday. Man, they really stretched this thing out. 5 through 1 is coming out Friday. So I suspect we'll hear about John Morant on Thursday. The last Grizzly, at least in that top uh, top 75, Jaron Jackson Jr. And here's the thing. The news on Jaron, he's moved up from 71 last year to 53. How much will the stress fraction in his right foot impact Jackson's season? That's all we know that. After he underwent surgery last June, the Grizzlies announced a recovery timetable of four to six months. Uh, so we will miss at least some of the regular season. It's an unfortunate development for a player who's had a lengthy injury absence in three of his four NBA seasons. Obviously, Jaron Jackson, too, making all-defensive team in the NBA last year and put together uh, in terms of durability his best season last year. Yes, is starting a little bit behind the eight ball with another injury, but good to see him make the jump, and I think deservedly so, especially when you consider the, the defensive anchor that he's become and a still improving offensive game. So Jaron Jackson, number number 53. We asked Jessica Benson that first hour where we think Ja might come in. A guy makes second team All-NBA. You got to figure after finishing 31st last year, I went back and looked at where Ja was last year, number 31 on that 2021 list. You got to figure he's going to break into the top 10, no? Yeah, I I mean, I think so. I mean, it's it's Braun, it's Luka, it's um, Tatum. Just trying to think, Kawhi, right? Kawhi's going to be in the top ten. Oh, I didn't consider. I didn't. You're right. Kawhi will bump somebody off. Joker, Joel Embiid. In terms of those, I was just thinking the top ten because your second team All NBA. <clears throat> Kawhi was not there last. No, nah, Jaws not going to be in the top ten. Yes, I, he is. I don't think he is. He's going to be ten. Joker, Luca, Joel Embiid, Kawhi, Tatum, uh, Durant. That's six. Um. Trying to think who Have you uh, said LeBron? LeBron seven. Yeah, he's gonna be in there, unfortunately. Eight. Uh is Trey Young's not gonna be top ten, right? He ain't gonna be above uh John Morant. Okay. Second team all NBA, brother. Okay, so uh, we have eight, we have seven right now, right? Yeah, you got a strong seven. Okay. I'm trying to think, is there anybody that I'm missing blatantly obvious around the Steph. Week? You said him? nope. Steph is eight, right? Yeah. I mean that, that, he's gonna be top ten. He's a champ. He's coming off a championship season. He's gonna be on the list. Uh you're going to get John in that top 10. You're, he, they had the second best record last He'll be year. 10. He'll be 10, I feel like. That's top 10. Yeah. Like, look, we could just go. We could just Like go. I said, 10 through 6 come out on Thursday. We get 25 through 11 tomorrow. So I suspect we'll get Ja on Thursday. He's not going to be 5 through 1. That's on Friday. Uh, is Harden's not top 10, right? No. Oh, we haven't mentioned Giannis? Well, what you, though, there's your obvious one. So, I mean, you're, you're around 9. You're around 8, eight 9 strong ones there. He's going to be 10. Yeah. I mean, 9 or 10. Devin Booker? No. All right, man. I'm just – he's going to be the one. Devin Booker ain't – no. John made top two teams in the NBA. Well, Devin Booker was first team last season. Damn. So, John's going to be 11. Devin Booker was first team All-NBA last season. Yeah. I got to re- – yeah, readjust. So That's J- right. John will be 11. He'll be the first. He'll be the first one out. Is my guess, right? I hope he's ten. One of those guys you mentioned. I mean, I, you know, I, I guess you could make a case that he'll be. He'll I mean, be 10. your thing wasn't very scientific. You may have repeated a name or something. No, I'm just okay. Okay, look, KD, Kawhi, Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, uh, LeBron was third team last year. He's still going to be top ten though, right? So that's five. Um, Joker six. Tatum is seven. Giannis eight. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's going to be close. Steph, nine. You know, it's it's going to come down to Devin Booker or, or Ja. That, they're going to be 10-11, it feels like to me. I could make a case. I could make a case for either player. Um, the case for Ja would be he took the Grizzlies out of the, you know, play-in all the way up to the two spot, you know, and, and had he not gotten hurt, maybe they end up, who knows what they would have done against the Warriors, right? Who knows where that would have, that, that ride would have ended. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns had, you know, Devin Booker. We saw Devin Booker for four, five, six years, and then Chris Paul shows up, and all of a sudden they start winning. Like he, he didn't impact winning in the same way that Ja impacted winning. So I could, I think I would have Ja above Devin Booker. I just don't know if they will, because he was first team last year and Ja yeah, was, was second. I, I completely forgot that Devin Booker was first team All NBA last year. Yeah. So, you know, you tell me. I mean, again, this is moving he's forward. Be close. He's gonna be close. He's gonna be nine, ten, or eleven. Whose career? Whose career would I rather have today, Devin Booker or Ja Morant? Moving forward, it's not even close. I'd rather have Ja Morant's career. And either way, whether it's nine or ten, it's still a hell of a jump from thirty-one. 
Uh, we were talking it about is. it's not a I mentioned this to you in the break. It's not a DeJounte Murray jump. He went from 83 last year to this year, number 42, the now Atlanta Hawk guard DeJounte Murray. I, th- I believe that represented the biggest jump. And then how about this on the other side of the equation, the biggest drop off from 29th last year to now 65th, mm. Russell Westbrook. Mm. Russell Westbrook, 65th, making what, $44 million? Somewhere around there, $43, $44 million for the Lakers. What a drop it has been for, for Russell Westbrook. And the, and the thing is, is that, like, he probably should have fallen further. That was a dreadful season for him last year. Well, he just lost all confidence. He couldn't shoot the ball anymore. It's like he was a kid again. Yeah. Hitting he, the side of backboards. He legitimately could not. He legitimately could not hit the side of – I mean, he actually was hitting the side of the backboard. That is what he was doing. He was – like, his shots were going off the shot clock. You know, and yet he's still there. <laughs> he's still he's still a Laker. That's depressing. Well, man. there's a reason he's still a Laker. Nobody wants him. I know. Well, you're stuck. But it's just like it's depressing if you're a Lakers fan, right? Like, but to go from top 30, you were 29th last year, now 65th. Uh, quite a fall for the great, the once great Russell Westbrook. Facts. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Uh, it is. Uh, Excuse me, quite a time, quite a time in the NBA. Ja's going to be 10 or 11. That's what it feels like to me. Quite a time to have five Grizzlies on that list. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Tells you, too. Future's bright. Right. And all these guys young. I'm excited. I'm, I'm getting excited for the basketball season, man. You know, you get you get the nice break from it, you know, but then you start to really miss it. You know, and especially on like a Tuesday night, right? Like, I would love to be able to just go home and watch NBA basketball tonight, mm-hmm. but I can't. No, I'm eager to see what they do early with Jaron out. And then how they handle what's pretty much a soft schedule early on. They get off to a hot start. While we're on the Those subject, while we're on the subject of, of, of uh, basketball, professional basketball, I am curious to, as to your opinion on um, Asia Wilson and uh, just sort of her, uh, her reaction to winning the, I don't know if you saw it, but she got very drunk uh, right after the... Uh, no, I didn't see it. She was. Uh, well, that's she, fine. I mean, she, what, we talk about. We laughed when Marcus Saul got drunk. She, she was telling everybody to. Uh, she was telling everybody don't show up unless you're uh, ready to take four shots to the parade. Oh wow! Yeah, but she was, but she did clean it up. She did say, uh, "Kids, ginger ale." But I mean, you know what? It's like that's Vegas. That's that's the Vegas way. You know, it's got to be that way. That's the way. That's the way that things work. In I Las mean, we, Vegas. we 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 literally like celebrated Tom Brady getting toasted that's after true. The, winning the Super Bowl. That's true. When but Mark was, did it, we, but, we said you well, deserve it, Mark. When he turned up the champagne well, bottle yeah, or whatever. Was, well, you could tell she was so, so. So I haven't seen it to this yeah. point on the agent. Well, thing. she I'm, was doing it during the press conference, which is like again, I don't care. But it's like she was just like she did not even wait. She did not even wait until after she was done. She was like getting lit. She was drinking from the. Uh, I guess it was champagne. Was it the champagne? She was drinking from it while she was answering questions. It was cool. It was. It was good. I didn't, I didn't know if her. you saw it though. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, she was celebrating, um, which is you know what's what you should do. And again, that's Vegas. I'm assuming if the Raiders won a championship ever, you know they would probably be doing the same thing, popping bottles in the. Uh, oh, I'd be crazy out there. It's the place to be. Yep. To celebrate your championship. You think they're gonna get an NBA team? Is there room for them? Is there is there room for an NBA team there? Seems like it to me. And would they just would it be expansion or would it be like somebody loses a team? That I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you would. I feel like you'd expand. I feel like you would just add. You wouldn't have to take anything away from anybody. I hope. You know, I, I hate that. That and give a team to Seattle. Yeah, because that's coming. Exactly. So you go to thirty-two. Seems pretty. You know, I mean, the the problem would be you'd have to move. You you just move. Um, you just move Minnesota. Right? How do you, how would that work? Yeah, would you, you? Oh, people have written about this at length. I thought a couple of them don't they include us? Can't so we get, Mem- Memphis and Minnesota would go to the Eastern Conference, and, and then yeah. those two would be the West. They they would replace Memphis and Minnesota, Seattle and Vegas. That, I mean that that makes perfect sense to me. But if you if you send two if you send two of us to the East, doesn't that make seventeen teams? You're not bringing anybody from the East. Oh, no, over. you're right. Yeah, you're right. That's seventeen. Yeah. So how would that work then? Only one could go. Right. So it would be Minnesota then. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, it would be Minnesota. Minnesota would go. But then and I've you, heard Harrington's argument on they're the ones that more deserve than us to be over there. Yeah, so you so technically in the east. So we so yeah. So so minus 1 from 6 to, from 15 is 14. Then you add the 2 
16, that, 16. Take the one, yeah. Yes, it's one that would need to go that's over. That, that's the way it would work. That's exactly I right. remember. We, somebody's had yeah. this discussion before, and it was in us or Minnesota. And well, Seattle deserve like, you know, like Vancouver, whatever. You know, I think the, the, the team— We don't need to go back to, yeah, yeah. forget Vancouver. The team has proven that it's, you know, it's successful in Memphis. It doesn't need to go. We don't need to put a team back in Vancouver. No, but Seattle deserves to have Yeah, I mean, look back. at the that's, way they support the storm. Oh, 100%. You know? And they got the building. They have everything. Yeah. Vegas can support anything. Right. It's I mean it's 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 a little different like the city pride is not the same you know because it's like a little bit more borrowed in Vegas because everybody's from somewhere else but that's okay but they're always out there and, it's, and they're yeah. always looking for something to do well and so you got to think about like your league right like this the NFL having a presence in Vegas is just so massive you know like it just is so huge NBA knows that it's already the yeah. hangout in the summertime anyway well, that's where they go in the summer you're exactly right and they go to the summer league the there headquarters and, basically yeah you're right you're exactly right so. Anyway, I uh, I, th- I thought that was uh, that was a cool moment. Asia wasn't just getting absolutely lit on the on the press conference. Sure the press conference. Uh, all right, we will come back here on the show. Ron Slay is going to join us at one twenty-five. We'll talk to him about Tennessee, Florida this week. Get his thoughts on the Titans, uh, and uh, maybe talk to him a little bit about the Memphis Sports Hall of Fame. Here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.